From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. In Northeast Ohio, authorities confirm they have found the body of 76-year-old Susan Taylor, who vanished in Thompson Friday morning. I can't confirm the cause of death at this point. The coroner's on their way out, but we have recovered her. Geauga County Sheriff Scott Hildenbrand says the body was found in a wooded area near Taylor's property where she was last known to be. A toddler in Toledo is hospitalized after a horrific accident. ONN's Jeff Smith explains. A three-year-old is fighting for her life after a shooting that happened in the central part of the city. A source with the city of Toledo telling us that a three-year-old girl found a gun in the house there and shot herself in the head. Our source says this is an accidental shooting. I'm Jeff Smith. An investigation is underway after a number of hoax calls, known as swatting, were made across Ohio yesterday afternoon. ONN's Amy Steigerwald reports. Columbus police and fire responded to East High School for reports of a shooting, claiming there were multiple victims at the school. Around that same time, the Delaware County Sheriff's Office also responded to a 911 call claiming people had been shot at Olentangy High School. Both threats were deemed not credible, and soon after, other fake calls across Ohio were being reported involving schools in Dayton, Springfield, Cincinnati, and Akron. Amy Stuggerwald in Columbus. Ohio's elected leaders took residents' concerns about East Palestine to Congress today. U.S. Senators J.D. Vance and Sherrod Brown, along with Governor Mike DeWine, testified before a Senate committee about the East Palestine train derailment and the need for new safety regulations. DeWine actually testified virtually from the Eastern Ohio Village. He says firefighters need better training. That that particular night, they didn't know what they were fighting. They didn't know what they were dealing with. Uh, at least not for sure. So training is very, very important. And I think, you know, we're making some progress in in that regard. DeWine pointed out that salamanders were detected near the derailment site recently, which is a positive sign. Norfolk Southern has started safety training sessions with first responders in a railroad town about 15 miles southwest of Sandusky. Those in attendance got an up-close look at tank cars and valves and learned how to use an app that can identify what's being hauled in the event of an emergency. Norfolk Southern spokesman, Connor Spielmaker. The training is meant to be a training. It's, it's not a stunt. It's, we want to bring these guys out here to, to learn what could happen on the railroad and how to respond to it. The rail company is planning to develop a more permanent safety training center in Ohio. The timeline and location have not been announced. In Columbus, a woman who shot two Franklin County Sheriff's deputies serving a warrant will spend the next four decades behind bars. Details from ONN's Yolanda Harris. A judge sentenced Monica Justice to between 40 and 45 years in prison. She was found guilty on Friday on four counts of felonious assaults and two weapons charges. She shot at four deputies, including two back in 2020. Those deputies survived. I'm Yolanda Harris. New details after a shooting late last week at a college in New Concord in eastern Ohio. ONN's Tracy Townsend reports. A $1 million bond was continued for the suspect in a shooting at Muskingum University. 26-year-old Franklin Grayson is accused of opening fire Friday at the school. The prosecutor argued that he represents a danger not only to this community, but also anywhere he might be released. The victim was rushed to the hospital but survived. I'm Tracy Townsend. Southeast of Toledo, police in Fremont are investigating a former officer over messages they say he sent to a 17-year-old last month. 
The police chief says the department conducted an internal investigation into Officer Cage Roby on February 23rd and determined the messages could be criminal. Roby was placed on leave, but the next day he resigned. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation is looking into this matter. A small nonprofit university in Delaware, north of Columbus, has lost one of its students. ONN's Clay Gordon has more. The Ohio Wesleyan University community is remembering the life of a student. The university says sophomore track athlete Charlie Morris and his father Charles are believed to have drowned during a family vacation last week in Arkansas. A fundraising page has raised nearly $100,000 already. I'm Clay Gordon. It was 30 years ago today that two pitchers for the then Cleveland Indians were killed in a boating accident in Florida during a day off from spring training. ONN's Jim Donovan in Cleveland looks back. Pitcher Tim Cruz invited pitchers Steve Olin and Bob Ojeda and their families to his 170-acre ranch for a barbecue. That evening, Cruz took Olin and Ojeda out onto the lake to look for gators. There was beer and vodka on the boat. And with nightfall upon them, Cruz misjudged a 185-foot wooden pier and crashed. Olin was killed instantly. Cruz died hours later. Ojeda suffered massive head injuries but survived. I'm Jim Donovan. New developments after this week's Cleveland City Council meeting. ONN's Laura Queso has the story. City Council passed the $1.9 billion budget for 2023. That includes more than $710 million in the general fund for daily operations and services. Council also approved legislation to move police headquarters to the current Artcraft building on Superior Avenue. And finally... Council passed a resolution on railroad safety, urging Congress and the Ohio General Assembly to protect people living in Cleveland from the dangers of train derailments on the multiple tracks that run throughout the city. I'm Laura Queso. And the three early round March Madness games played at Nationwide Arena were tops in the country. ONN's Andrew Kinsey explains. City of Columbus sold more NCAA tournament tickets than any other city that's hosted games this year. The Greater Columbus Sports Commission says the city sold more than 58,000 tickets at Nationwide Arena for Friday and Sunday's men's games. That does not include those tickets sold for the women's games on Saturday and Monday. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Special thanks to our affiliates, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.